I had an invitation to attend the Mother's Milk Bank, and I didn't know what they did. But when I had the opportunity to go in, and the first thing that you see is a tree full of leaves with the names of babies who have died. And then their mothers still have an opportunity to donate that milk and to help save other little preemies and other medically fragile babies. They caught me right away. Really, it saves so many lives that I absolutely couldn't turn my back on them. And so that's what started me on this path. That's why I continue to be involved with them, because it really does make a difference to not just the babies in this Commonwealth, but complete families. Hi, I'm Torin Ecker, and this is By the Way, Did You Know? where we break down laws and legislation you may not have heard of, but have a profound impact on our lives. So hey, by the way, did you know? Welcome back to By the Way, Did You Know? This week, we're talking about mother's milk banks. Today, we have uh, two guests with us today. Uh, we have Majority Whip Donna Oberlander here with us, and we also have the Mid-Atlantic Mother's Milk Bank director, Denise O'Connor. So by her title alone, you kind of know what we're talking about today. Uh, kind of a, an interesting concept, an interesting bill. And this is a bill that got signed into law last year by the governor, and it is the Keystone Mother's Milk Bank Act. So Representative uh, Oberlander, can you tell us a little bit about what this law is, what this bill does? and uh, how it came to be. Certainly. Uh, this was House Bill 1001, and it was the second term that we had introduced the bill. And the reasons that we introduced the bill was in order to regulate human donated milk, uh, which was not regulated at all in Pennsylvania. We wanted to make sure that it was safe and secure for our medically fragile babies, our preemies, those who are born addicted to uh, substance abuse. And so this whole thing started when I had a meeting with Denise, who is also part of this podcast, and she invited me to the milk bank. And I, quite frankly, had never heard of a milk bag, didn't know that such a thing existed. And so I went to Pittsburgh, I met with Denise and her staff and really got an eye-opening experience when I walked in and, and saw what they were doing and accepting this donated milk from mothers who may have had a loss of a baby and uh, still had milk to express. They have milk from women who are able to produce more than they need. And the critical point in all of this is we need to know that it's being pasteurized and, and that it is safe and secure for, for those who most need it. So the bill regulates those through the Department of Health and makes sure that everyone who is accepting donated milk and then providing it to those most fragile infants are using the same set of standards. Well, this sounds like a fantastic law that got signed in law. So, Denise, can you explain the importance of this law and what it's done for your organization? Sure. Well, I'll explain a little bit about what a milk bank does, too, which that'll give, provide the context. Um, the best way to think of us is we're sort of like a blood bank, but we're for human milk. So what we're doing is we're collecting milk from donors, as, um, as Representative Oberlander had mentioned, basically healthy women who have more milk than their own babies need. Then those donors go through a thorough screening process. They're all volunteers that are uncompensated, just like a blood bank. And then we collect that milk, and then we test 
test it and we pasteurize it before we distribute it to the hospitals because most milk banks, the primary recipient is a very medically fragile baby, like a severely premature baby. So it takes a lot for a milk bank as far as safety measures to make sure that that milk is safe for these fragile recipients because a lot of things that are perfectly fine to nurse your own baby really could be problematic for a sick baby. So it's very important that there's standards for all milk for all milk banks. But unfortunately, there there isn't a lot of overriding um, regulation of milk banks. So we are a nonprofit milk bank, so we're accredited by the Human Milk Banking Association of North America. And that organization is a 40-plus-year-old organization that has very strict guidelines. And so we're getting inspected by them, and we have to rise to those standards. However, um, there doesn't exist any rules for a for-profit milk bank. And so there are other companies that have sprung up, and some of them have been doing some kind of crazy and questionable things over um, over the years. And some of those companies are actually very good and have good quality measures and such. So what this law does is make sure that there is a minimum standard that everybody is held to, not only for the safety of the recipients, but also we have to remember about ethical donor standards as well, because there is a potential for exploitation of donors, and we know what happens happened in the world of, you know, blood banking before there was regulation. So it's great that the Commonwealth has stepped up to make sure um, that we're ensuring the safety for both the recipients and the donors. So I know, Denise, I know you and, and Representative Overlander work closely on this law, and, and I know Representative Overlander is very passionate about this issue. Can you explain, you know, your story? Why, why is this something that, that, that you have kind of dedicated your career to? Well, I'm a lactation consultant and have been a lactation consultant for a few decades now. And um, quite honestly, I was shocked, you know, seeing the years go by and more and more evidence mounting, medical evidence for the use of donor milk in the neonatal intensive care units. And I'm, you know, looking around me and seeing that none of the hospitals were using it. Um, Before I uh, began the Milk Bank Project, we incorporated in 2013, and then uh, it took us a couple years to raise funds and build the milk bank. And so we opened in January 2016. Back during that time, we had not a single neonatal intensive care unit on the western side of uh, Pennsylvania were using donor milk. And then overall in the whole state, it was only about a third of the high-level NICUs, the, le- the NICUs that care for the sickest of the sick babies. And so it was really at that time in 2013, 2014, the standard of care in most areas of the country, because we know that if mom can't make enough milk for her baby in the NICU, if donor milk is what's used to supplement instead of formula, there are much better outcomes, lower infant mortality, and those babies have really powerful protection against some of the most serious complications that can happen during their NICU stay. So, you know, really took opening a milk bank here right in our region for it to make that happen. And when it's a year of us um, opening, we had 100% of the level three and level four NICUs in Western Pennsylvania using donor milk. And then a few months after that one-year milestone, we reached a really significant milestone in Pennsylvania. And we had 100% of the NICUs in um, Pennsylvania that are level three and level four using donor milk for the most vulnerable babies. Well, Denise... I want to thank you, first off, for you know what you do for our community, for our Commonwealth. Uh, it's a necessary need for our, our young infants and mothers that otherwise can't 
you know, provide for their, their NICU babies or preemie babies or, 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 or those that are challenged because of other substance abuse issues. And I, I just want to thank you for what you do for the Commonwealth and for young folks out there. Um, it's, it's, it's just a great, it's a great thing. And, and Representative Oberlander, thank you for being a leader on this as well. And thanks for joining me today. Uh, hopefully everyone learned a little bit about something they didn't otherwise know about, um, which is the point of this podcast. So we'll catch you next time on By the Way, Did You Know? 